on today's episode of the podcast, this is a really, really special treat. And this is honestly a big reason why I wanted to start this podcast, because I want to bring conversations around mindset to a place that is more commonplace. And so that you can start to realize that mindset is a piece of every single decision we make, whether it's in our personal lives or our business. And today is really, really special because I am actually going to bring you behind the scenes and coach live with some of the most amazing ladies who are currently in my group coaching cohort. You are listening to the Up Level Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs up-level their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. All right. So today I am literally taking you behind the scenes of a group coaching call. This is live. We are going to talk through just things that are coming up in terms of mindset in our business. And these ladies have been coaching with me since July. It is, it's now November. So they are in the, you know, end stages of their, their journey with me and discovering mindset and stepping into their CEO role and how that plays into every single part of their business. So what I want to do today is just talk to them and, find out, you know, what's coming up, where, where is mindset coming into play, whether it's like something positive in terms of, I'm really realizing that I'm stepping into my CEO role when I do X or this limiting belief is still coming up, or I'm having imposter syndrome creep in and I have these tools and what else can I do? So we're just going to, you know, have this be a real live kind of mindset chat and find out, you know, a day in the life of real mindset discovery and up-leveling. So I am going to start with asking you all on this call to kind of think about where you're at in your business right now and to go backwards. Cause you know, I love to do that type of work when we're doing mindset work and think about when you first started working with me in July and what becoming the CEO of your business meant to you. And then think about the journey that you've been on and how you have started to create new habits and approach decisions differently. And, you know, how you, decide who you're going to work with and what projects are going to take on and all of that. And, and I want to invite you to kind of share what that journey has looked like and what you've learned and what else is coming up for you. Like, where do you feel like you need to focus on doing more work to step into that greater version of what your success looks like for you? So Jenna, I'm going to ask you to kind of just talk it out with me and let me know what's coming up for you when I kind of, you know, give you those prompts and, and just share with us what's, what's going on. All right. So um, back in July, when when we first started, I wasn't sure what my branding would be for the new. Like I I was in the middle of creating a new agency and going into the uh, to the agency model, and that was after. So after the pandemic happened, I got my I got certified, and then I realized that I wanted to go into the agency model. And so when we first started working out. What helped me a lot would be the step-by-step 
the structure of how I'm supposed to build my, my business, like my online business. And what helped a lot was, I would say the very first one would be what your boundaries are and what listing down your values, your, your mission and your vision, and kind of like, what does that look like? And that has helped me a lot in terms of laying down the foundation of what kind of business I really want to have. And that also includes, I, I really like what we discuss knowing your target market and just kind of knowing who your ideal client is. And I know that I'm, for, for the longest time, I, I have veered away from identifying a very particular niche, but I found it. Like I was able to be at peace with that, that I don't have to serve everybody. And when I did, it kind of like, it was, it was magic. You know, when I had that, that kind of like mindset that I don't need to serve everyone. I don't need to be always thinking about, oh, what if I'm leaving money on the table? Oh, what if like somebody needs me and this and that? And when I did, and when I changed that kind of like, because you, you were always telling us that you had, you know, you, you knew who to serve, like you knew who you wanted to serve as a coach. When you said that, that, that it's okay to become specific, that you don't need to serve everybody, then that's when the leads came in. That's when, you know, that's when it started like kind of like scaling from there. So that, that was it for me. That was it for me. When, when I started to change and when I started to become at peace with thinking that I, it's okay, but it's, it's okay. I don't need to, I don't need to please everybody. I don't need to serve everybody. I love that. And you said so many things here that I think are really, really important to touch on. And the biggest one is you said boundaries. And I'm going to guess that most people listening to this think about boundaries in terms of time or, you know, um, scope of work, but boundaries for you was getting clearer on who you wanted to work with and how you wanted to work with them. So boundaries, you know, are so many different things to so many different people. So talk me through a little bit about how you started to implement boundaries to narrow down your niche. Like what are some of the things you did? Did you start to change, you know, your marketing? Did you change the questions you were asking in discovery calls? Give us one to three things that you really did to help with those boundaries to bring in more ideal clients. So the first thing that I did was to really hone in on the onboarding process in terms of when I do discovery calls and when I get into discovery calls and it, you know, that the, the lead capture form, I tailored, like, I really, I really looked at how you did it because you gave us like a lot of examples of how you did it. And I was very particular with, with just like some line items that I really need to know if this person is in this particular income bracket, you know, like I was, I wanted to veer away from um, spending so much time talking to, and no offense to them, but like talking to people that would ask for discounts and ask for, you know, like the no, no money marries. They want to do everything, but they don't have anything to, like they don't want to pay. So I wanted to, like, I don't want to work with these people anymore. And I was clear with, like, I wanted to, to, to do that at the beginning by, by making sure that my onboarding, uh, I would say the form that I have um, on Dubsado, I use Dubsado. And so 
I was very particular with like the income bracket that they're in, where they are in their business right now, what do they have, or if they don't have anything, right? What can I do? And then the second thing when you talk about boundaries is setting. I used to do a lot of things like from end to end. I'm used to doing that because I had a former client that relied on me for everything. Like I had just one OBM client and I was taking care of like, or of her businesses. So I, I really don't, I didn't have any time to be with other, you know, to have other OBM clients. And one of the things that I wanted to do when I knew I had to, when I knew that I, I was already in that mindset that I need to have boundaries was what was I good at? I, I asked myself that, like, what, what do I, like, what are the services that I feel that I could offer my target market? And like I said, I didn't want to, to tell clients that I did everything because I, you know, it, it's tiring. And so I just concentrated on, I really love the brand strategy, technology, and visibility, social media. That is what I offer for my done for you um, solution. I came up with, oh, here's like the stuff that I'm going to do for the client and, you know, and that's it. You started putting yourself first is what happened. You finally started stepping into your CEO role and saying, I'm going to take back some of my precious energy and time and really build the business that I want finally. Like that's, that's where the boundaries came in. And that meant a lot of things in terms of getting clear on your ideal clients and, and creating space to allow all of this to grow. So tell me about like what's coming up for you now. So you have created, you know, the path forward to get more of what you want in terms of the right clients. And now what do boundaries look like for you and what's, what's coming up? Okay. So when I did that, um, when I did that, the leads start coming in and, and I'm actually working with, I would say hundred percent my ideal clients. Wow. Okay. All That's the amazing. I have in my agency are my ideal clients. I was also very particular with making sure that I work with women of color at least like 70% of my client roster are women of color because I am. And uh, it's, it's part of my advocacy to help women of color, make sure that I support, I get to support them in their business and their growth. And when I did that, when I, when I started being very purposeful, we're still doing coaching with you. And I reached my income goals back in August. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. So what percentage so, of ideal clients did you have on your roster when we started coaching? Oh, roughly? I would say I would, I don't know. It was probably like 20%, 30%. I wasn't really, I was just like, oh, if, if a lead came in, I would just say yes. Like, so we've I talked about like, that a bunch with different people. And I talk about it mm-hmm. on a regular basis because that was a thing that I struggled with for a long time. And that's a money mindset yeah. issue, right? Like you got to <laughs> yeah. say yes to everything. You don't know when the next opportunity is going to uh-huh. come. And everybody, you can't see everyone here on this call, but they're all nodding their heads because we felt like that. And that's something that will come up for me on any given day if I let it. But that's going back to boundaries, alignment. Why are we really doing what we're doing? What are our core values? And, and you brought your core values into this like full circle and said, I want to make sure that I am highlighting working with women of color. Like that's part of my mission. That is part of what my business is about and who I'm about. So that's incredible. So is there anything this week in particular or today, like 
in terms of mindset work that you're realizing, I need to give this a little bit more attention or something that's still creeping up for you. I think that would be fun for people to know because we've heard about your amazing success, which is makes me just want to jump up and down. But what else are you working on? Because we always are working. (laughs) We're always working on becoming the better version of our CEO self. So yeah, yeah. I think for me, it's more now it's more that um, because I'm at that position in this particular moment, I am scaling. Like, it's like there are new projects coming in and I'm kind of like, okay, like, how do I, how do I manage the growth? Like it's a rapid growth for me. Like, you know, like these are ideal clients. These are ideal projects that I want to say yes to. But then at the, at the back of my mind, it's like, do I have enough team members or do I, do I have enough of my systems and process in place for me to be able to really accommodate like all of the projects that I have right now, because I want to make sure that every single client is happy with the work that we do for them. So I'm actually like a little bit scared in a way. It's, it's that kind of like punching through another ceiling because I already reached like my income goal. And now I'm, I, I put it in my board. I increased my income goal. And now I'm at that like, okay, if I increase this again, like, what does that look like for me? So I'm, I'm in that like headspace right now, like that dilemma. It's a really good dilemma to have. And what I want to say about that is we do need to be thinking ahead and we need to think of the goals and the next levels differently than we ever have before now that we understand the mindset piece. And so if you hit your income goal, it's not always about setting the next income goal. It could be for you. That said, it might be about now I want to focus on getting some more time back. Now I want to focus on automating and scaling in a different way, right? And so we have to be careful about that, that it's not about the next goal and the next goal and the next goal, because I just did a podcast on this. Success is so often defined by achieving goals and checking boxes. And that is not the full definition of success. Like it can be other things and reaching different states of being so that we can, you know, enjoy that lifestyle that we are so working so hard to create. So for you, what I would encourage you to do is, you know, do some of those goal setting exercises where you go out further in the future one year from now and, and really think about what is it, what does my life look like and feel like in my business and put yourself in those CEO pants and what is the business? How is it different? And then work on going backwards in terms of what do I need to do in order to get there? And if it's around some overwhelm, because I kind of heard a little bit of that coming up in what you're sharing about not knowing about all the systems and the foundations, you know, all the things that you, you need to be doing and creating in your business. And in fact, that's what, you know, we talked about this month is, is those foundational systems that said, do an inventory, literally do an inventory on here's what exists. Here's what I would like to exist. Then what of that can you delegate, right? So this is not about Jenna doing all of those things to make it happen, but that's what a CEO does. And, and one of the things that we talk about early on is making sure you're, you're building CEO time into your schedule, right? So I want you to actually go into your calendar and put like systems audit on your CEO time for the next you know couple of, couple of weeks. That way you're going to get really clear on what do I need to execute, right? And so this is where you have the tools, in your bucket already to go from. 
and overwhelm will creep in and that will lead to imposter syndrome and limiting beliefs and all those things, but really just pausing because you were aware, like this is starting to come up for me. Now, what can I do proactively about it? And that's where like, what would, you know, a multi six figure CEO do in this case? Those are the questions you can ask yourself. So that is awesome. Thank you so much for being candid and sharing your journey. I know this is going to inspire so many women and I just really appreciate it. So all right. I want to hop over to Kiva, if you would be willing to, to jump in here and just kind of tell us about, you know, as you're listening to this, because this is how we roll, like what's coming up for you? Like, what do you want to share? What are you realizing that, oh my gosh, I have accomplished this and I am this version of myself now, or maybe it's something where you're like, I'm feeling really stuck. Just share with us. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> so for me, I think a lot of it is like that version of myself that I've become you know, it's hard, I think, for some of us when you're, for myself speaking of, you know, I came back into this space or back into the world of work after having been a stay-at-home mom. Um, and so I did a lot of things and then I kind of did things to get them done. And with working with you, it's been now about refining the things that were done just to get done. So I have totally rebranded and have this like amazing brand that I love in my fits me and my personality and all of that greatness. But it's also just the mindset issue of even when you don't see anything happening to still be consistent and to continue to still work even behind the scenes in your business. Um, a lot of what Jenna said in terms of putting systems in place, making sure my workflows were all correct and things of that sort. And I feel like now I'm starting to see that pay off. Um, so many things that you have had us work on and, and to do and to make sure that this is right and this is right and this is right. And it was like, okay, Melissa, but I'm not seeing the clients. And you're like, keep going. I'm like, okay, I'll keep going. And it's like, now you see the benefit of that keep goingness that has happened because it's like the clients are coming, the, the referrals are coming, just things are happening. But the mindset when you're kind of in those valleys, so to speak, when you're like, there's nothing going on. Now you get to see the benefit of all of that hard work. So that's, I think, been a really big thing for me is that I can look back to when I started and I'm like, wow, I actually had that out there for the public to see. Ooh, what was I thinking? <laughs> and then it was like, now I'm like, hey, everyone look at it, everything that I'm doing. So it's just been a really a lot of um, consistency, I think would probably be the word to sum that up. I love it. It gives me all the feels, like literally all the feels. So you said in those valleys, right? And those are the hardest places to be. What are some of the things that you have built into your habits or you know, into your toolbox, what do you do when you get in those valleys to keep yourself going? You know, I really, that's a good one. I first, I set up with my CEO days and that has been amazing because Thursday is my day where I don't do client facing work. And even when my client level was not what I wanted it to be, I still kept that day as that's my CEO day. That's the day I work on my business. And I think that has been something that was huge and played a big part because on that day is like I would set it. That was my set aside time to work exactly that on my business, tweak my workflows, um, write out copy, okay, plan out social media, do all the things that some days, let's be honest, you don't feel like doing because you're like, I've been doing it and nothing is happening. But I still did that. Um, another thing I did when work was starting to increase my visibility, you know, and <laughs> we had a, I don't know if it was like in 
is the up level group or in our coaching. And it was like a challenge to go live. And then I've like kept that consistency to go live. And yeah, some days it feels really strange and awkward, but it gives me that feeling even in that Valley moment of, you know what, you're supposed to show up today. So go ahead and show up. And that's exactly what I do. I show up, even if it doesn't feel like anyone's watching or anything else like that. And then you'll have someone who's like, oh my gosh, I really loved your life today. That was so helpful. And you're like, oh, somebody was watching that thing or somebody caught the replay. So it's those things of just like making yourself do what you don't want to do, even in the valley, in the days that you don't feel like doing it, that still pushing yourself is really, I think, one of the best tools to have in your toolbox, because ultimately we have to pretty much have our own intrinsic motivation to keep moving forward. And a coach helps push you. I think Tom Landry of the Cowboys is like, you know, a coach is that person who's going to tell you what you need to hear to push you to be like better than you are, you know? And so that has been those things. Like there's been times like you're so not my mama because I'm older than you, honey. But it's like, I hear your voice and you're like, oh, Melissa said I should do this. Okay. Let me go ahead and do this. (laughs) And so it's one of those, like that coach that's in your head. That's like, no, push, push forward and keep moving forward. And you'll see that like all those irons in the fire, <laughs> then when they start firing off though, then you're feeling like, ah, so then you hit like that next, like Jenna was saying, now we have another ceiling or a limit that we've hit that we now have to address because now it's like, wait a minute, if that person calls me back too, I have a wait list. How did that happen? So it's really that constant moving forward and knowing that there's someone who has kind of paved the way and taught you the way. And now you really need to walk in that way. Oh, I love that you continue to show up even when it felt like nothing was happening. And that is what sets people apart. What I've seen over the past two years, especially since I've been consulting and coaching in terms of the people who do the work, even when it doesn't feel good, even when they aren't physically seeing the results, they're the ones who get the results. It's just like working out, right? We're not going to immediately see new muscles popping out. It's going to take time, but you're building so many habits that are going to turn into something that is going to serve you well. And people ask me all the time, well, how did you get booked out with clients? Well, I did a lot of doing when it felt like nothing was happening. And then finally, it's just like what you're saying, like this new problem popped up where I I had a wait list. I went from no OBM clients to a wait list. And that was a darn good problem to have, but that didn't happen magically. And Kiva and I both love gardening. And it's like, you plant the seeds, but you can't just walk away. You have to continue to water them and put the fertilizer on and make sure that the pests are under control and go out there even when there aren't any weeds popping up, but you got to check to make sure, right? It's a lot of work that isn't necessarily fruitful or fun, but it will pay off. And so thank you for sharing that. I think that so many people are looking for the quick fix in our day and age, and it doesn't work like that. I mean, there's the rare unicorn occasion that it does, but the people who are getting major results in their businesses are putting in the work. I also want to draw attention to you putting, you know, CEO days on for Thursdays and you recently got some feedback, right. From some clients and how cool they thought that was. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. (laughs) My client was like, you do what? And I was like, yes, I have a CEO day and I don't do client facing work. And I actually just shared it earlier with a discovery call I just had. And she's like, well, is there anything? I said, yes, Thursday is my CEO day. So that's my Kiva day. And on that day, and she was like, 
Oh, okay. And I mean, it comes across kind of as if like, oh, wow, that's an interesting concept. So one of my clients now has taken Monday and Monday is her clarity break day, her day to really focus on her own things that she wants to do in her business. And also she's a writer. So that's like her time to be a way to dig deeper into what she needs to do. She hasn't been able to fully enjoy the whole day yet, but she's been those moments like she's had like a few hours and it has been amazing for her that now it's like she's in that habit of craving it more. And it's like, oh, no, I I need to carve out more time on that. And Monday is no longer a day for me to have calls. And I love that because we're constantly moving and running and doing a lot of different things and really taking that time to take that step back, to take that step away, to think really bigger in long term about what it is that we're trying to do. What impact are we looking to have? And we can't do that if we're constantly right up in our business every single day. So it's been really great. And it's in my um, welcome packet. So everybody knows that I don't take calls and all my clients are like, okay, they put it on their calendar. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm snoozed in a sauna. <laughs> like they're like, oh no, Kiva, when you You're get back them. on Friday. Yeah, pretty much. And they've they all really appreciate loved it. it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so it does a couple of things. You know, a lot of people come to me and they say, I want to grow my business, but I'm completely booked out with clients and I'm doing all of my time is going towards my client work. Well, you have to have time to grow your business. And what better way to do that than take it back and draw some boundaries around it. So back to the same thing, you know, theme of boundaries, that's what you've done. And you've made it really clear and upfront and it pushes your clients to also say, why am I not doing this for myself? You know, and we all should be building in CEO time into our calendar. And if you're listening to this and you're like, but I'm super booked out, start small, start with, you know, 30 minutes, one day a week and work up from there. And, and then eventually you'll have a full day, but you have to start somewhere. You have to start protecting your time or you can't grow. And the other thing that it does is it puts you on a, a level playing field. Your clients are going to respect you as fellow business owners, right? Because we talk a lot about the employee mindset versus the CEO mindset and how tough that is as service providers, especially for those of us that are going from like a virtual assistant role into an OBM role. Well, people want to respect you and they don't mean to not, but they don't know how a lot of times, like a lot of visionary CEOs out there, they're not used to working with a team yet. I see this all the time. And if they have worked with a team, it's usually in corporate. So they inherently view people who come and help them as employees, not because they mean to, that's just all they know. So if we give them guidelines and boundaries and some of that knowledge early on, it's going to make everybody so much happier. So I'm so glad that you shared that. Like that's, that's really exciting and fantastic. What is your next level thing? Like, what are you starting to hit now in terms of mindset stuff? Oh, that's a good one. I've started to hit like a few, um, I've had a few calls with like seven figure business owners or those that are right back to crack that ceiling. And so for me, it, you know, the imposter syndrome starts to creep back in and you're like, oh, can I really help someone do this? Can I really do, you know, and you start to have those kinds of thoughts about things like that. So um, that I think is right now where I am like, okay. And then I have to remind myself because like one of my clients, she told me, put your bossy pants on. And I was like, she's like, you have full permission to wear your bossy pants. I was like, oh, I feel like I actually need to go buy some pants now that look like bossy pants. So yes. I can, you know, have that visual of like, these are my bossy pants. I'm putting on my bossy pants. So it's like that reminder that, you know what? You do have it. 
in you. And, you know, like just because that business is bigger in terms of, you know, revenue and things like that, there are still basically there are some fundamental things that, you know, have been tried and true since the beginning of time as it relates to business and business growth. So it's really like that reminder of myself that you have this, you are capable, you know, like the little kids, I am smart, I am capable, and I can do this. So it's kind of those reminders that I have to keep replaying in my head. So I want you to go and buy some bossy pants. And the reason why is because in order to really create habits that are that stick, we have to start doing the thing, right? There's the be, do, have exercise. And it's like, what do you want to, what do you want to be? And then what do you need to do to start making that happen so you can have X, right? The other thing that would be really, really good for you is to go back and visit your um, secret sauce framework, right? You haven't pulled that out in a while, I bet, and and review that and say, oh my gosh, I do have all these qualifications. Of course I can help seven-figure business owners. And what else can I add to it? Because we're always gaining new information that then becomes part of who we are and how we show up to serve our clients. So how has that changed and what you know, what have you added to that? That tool alone is so, so helpful. And especially when somebody comes into your inbox as a lead and you're, you start looking at their, you know, website and thinking, oh my gosh, can I really help you? Of course you can. And it is so, so easy to get imposter syndrome immediately when you look at somebody's really pretty website, but we have to remind ourselves, we don't actually know anything about them, right? They could be having a seven figure business in spite of themselves. They might not even be taking CEO days. They may have blown up, you know, and they are just drowning in the lack of systems. And so reminding ourselves, it doesn't matter where someone is financially, it really matters like what, what is in place in terms of infrastructure. And then you look at how can you scale that with them? Right. So it's really interesting. And it's always that, that next ceiling. And I'm glad that you shared that, but that's what I want you to do. I literally want you to buy some pants. (laughs) I know, but like, like if we put that in, like I need to, you know, what do bossy pants look like? You know, are they going to be plaid or checkered? Like, you know, like, so we have to figure out like, what's a good idea for bossy pants. So I actually like, I have some and I'm not kidding. I, they've been coming into my inbox and I'm going to send you the link and (laughs) I have like the picture of what your bossy pants. So this is super fun. And I'm glad this came up because this is really what coaching looks like. Like sometimes we just talk about things that are so fun and they sound silly, but it's really important because I guarantee when Kiva gets her bossy pants, it's just like, if you're having a day where you don't feel confident, you know what I do. I make sure that I do my hair and I make sure I put my makeup on and that changes things so significantly. I certainly don't feel like doing those things, but if I need that extra boost of confidence, like making myself take that extra step, like I show up differently. And so you might need to put the bossy pants on once. And then it's just like remembering that you have them, right? It's all of these tools that we're acquiring and you never know, like when you coach with me, you might need a pair of bossy pants. So there you go. Okay. So I love that we've been able to go behind the scenes today in terms of coaching and kind of hear some amazing success stories in terms of where people have gone on their journey into stepping into their CEO role, but also what continues to come up and what do we do about that? So thank you so much for tuning in. I have had a blast and so grateful for you ladies for showing up and sharing and just being transparent and vulnerable and raw. And I know that you're going to inspire so many people who listen to this. So thank you so much.
If you loved today's episode and it got you thinking, it's time to finally take the steps to become the CEO of your business, I have some great news. We are currently accepting applications for the next round of group coaching that kicks off in January, 2021. Simply head over to melissafroelich.com forward slash group coaching and apply. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Uplevel Lounge podcast. If you're ready to take massive action in your business and want the guidance and accountability to get you there, head over to melissafroelich.com to find out the ways we can work together. See you here again next week. 